You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical and theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Here's today's question. Hi, Dr. E. This is Valerie in Katy, Texas. And my question is, will the church be going through the tribulation? Okay, so is the church going to go through tribulation? I'm going to read part of an article that was uh, it's available free online, Bible.org. And if you just search that question, Will the church go through tribulation? You'll find it in about one second. And this was written and adapted by Dr. John Walvert. And he makes the observation that the church is the bride of Christ. And when we go back to Pentecost, where the church begins in Acts chapter 2, the fulfillment of the promise Jesus told them to wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you to give you power to be my witnesses. And that is the, the birth of the church. And again, we see that distinct from Israel and Israel's program, but the church is born and the church really is made up of Jewish believers. So if premillennials are right, then God resumes his program for Israel in preparation for this thousand year reign. So it seems logical that during that time, the church is set apart in some way. Um, The doctrine of the tribulation itself raises some some difficult questions. Why would God take his church through a tribulation? So, and depending on different times of the rapture, different schemes of what promises we look at, if we look at John 14, where Jesus tells his disciples, I will come to you, uh, I'm going to prepare a place for you in my Father's house or many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would tell you. He comes back to encourage them in that regard. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Believers are assured that they're your children of light, not of darkness. They're comforted with the promise that the day of wrath will not overtake them as a thief like it will the world. In 1 Thess 5, 9, God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. So you continue to kind of add these up together. In, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3, let no one in any way deceive you. For it will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. Do you not remember that while I was still with you, Paul again writing to the Thessalonians, I was telling you these things? And you know what restrains him now, so that in his time he will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. Then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring an end to the appearance of his coming. So that is... The one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders, and with all the deception and the wickedness of those who perish, because they did not receive the love of truth as so to be saved. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence, so that they will believe what is false, in order that they may be judged who did not believe in the truth, but took pleasure in wickedness. And he goes on to talk about them being chosen, uh, just as Paul does on other times. So according to this passage, the one who now restrains sin in the world 
will be removed from the earth before this day of the Lord. And that includes the day of wrath. So there's a lot of discussion on who the restrainer is and, and what that means. But the point is, as Walbert suggests, the best answer is this is God's restraining hand and perhaps the Holy Spirit resisting the rising tide of sin in the world. So if his restraint is at work until that tribulation time, it would seem the church, of course, would not be involved in that. He writes, the Holy Spirit cannot be taken away while resident in the church and the world, as is now the case. The church, and of course this is the body of Christ, is indwelt by the Spirit, is removed from the earth. The man of sin then is revealed. So that seems to be a pretty good argument. But not to get too burrowed and boring in the weeds here, but the short answer is I don't think the church goes through the tribulation. I think it is spared that, and only those who have not trusted Christ And uh, we get the unpleasant news that uh, they will die as martyrs if they come to Christ during that period. So that's all I got to say about that. So let me just get this straight. So you think timeline, rapture, tribulation, thousand-year reign. Paul writes in 1 Thess 5, As to times and epochs, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you, for you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them, notice them, not the church, Uh them suddenly, like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness that the day would overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of night or of darkness. So then let us not sleep as others, but let us be alert, and that's the imminent return, be alert and sober. For those who sleep, do their sleeping at night. Those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we are of day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet and hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath. So that idea that the Christians go through the tribulation and experience that, he's not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, metaphor for death in the body, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another with these words and build up one another just also as you're doing. So again, it's complicated. Timelines and time schemes are endless, but essentially the believers will be raptured. Um, Those who are dead in Christ will be raptured. And there's a whole debate about body, soul, and spirit, whether or not there is even a soul, whether it's just body and spirit, and on and on we could go with bipart and tripartite man but at the end of the day uh believers and his church i think scripture is pretty clear will not go through the wrath will not go through the tribulation period if you've got a question for ask dr e call us or text us at 615-281-9694 or you can email us at question at michaelincontext.com we would love to hear from you Ask Dr. E is a production of Michael Easley in Context. The music for this show is composed by Jason Germain, and you can find more biblical resources at michaelincontext.com.